the telepathy implant directly into your brain. University hologram lecturers and AI is finding all of your lost items. This is AI for Everyone, a weekly roundup of the most interesting stories in AI and tech for non-tech people who like to keep themselves informed and educated about the latest developments from around the world. I'm Miles Dillon and I believe that AI is going to have a positive impact on our lives, but those people who continually learn and adapt to the changes it brings will be the ones who benefit the most. Let's get into it for this week. I've got to jump straight into this one. Elon Musk's company Neuralink has implanted a brain chip into its first human subject with the patient reportedly recovering well and showing promising neuron spike detection. Man, this is so wild. This sends people either one way or the other. Some people go like, this is the amazing, sort of unbelievable technology. And then other people go the other way and say, this is the end. You know, the the road to hell is passed with good intentions and that sort of stuff. So it totally divides people. And I've seen crazy people on both sides of the spectrum. But I, I don't know what I think about the technology. I don't know if I want it myself. I do not want something implanted in my brain unless, of course, I had an awful accident and I was a paraplegic and I couldn't move or something like that. Because the first human trial subjects haven't been identified but the company sought volunteers within the US who were over 18 with disabilities such as quadriplegia, paraplegia, vision or hearing loss, inability to speak or major limb amputation. So it, at the moment, it seems a little less dubious and sort of dark end of the world times because the company's first product called Telepathy is designed to enable disabled individuals to operate electronic devices with their brain with an initial focus on those who have lost the loose use of their limbs. Now, this is different to a story which I told a while ago about a lady who um, lost, had a, she was a stroke victim and she lost her voice, although that is something that Telepathy may be able to do one day. This is more to do with operating without your your limbs now all that's happened so far is elon has been doing tweets along with Neuralink's twitter account not tweets x x's and it's just been saying that the guy's doing well he's recovering and the brain sensors are picking up movements around his brain i don't know how that works it's kind of crazy but what i have seen is their trials on apes on monkeys it's 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 all when I, it's almost more mind-blowing seeing the monkeys do this thing so what they do is put a brain chip into a monkey they open its brain up and they put these these sensors onto its brain artificial intelligence is then able to look at the thousands and thousands of thousands of like electrical pulses coming from these sensors and decode what each of them mean when the monkey is doing something so what i've seen the monkey doing is playing pong with a joystick moving it up and down if you don't know the game pong it's when those two little pucks move up and down the screen and there's a little ball that moves between it and you just hit it back and forth to each other retro game much older than me i mean i've seen it but i've never really played it very much but the monkey is playing the game and it's already you know if you're not into studying animals it's already pretty cool that a monkey can play that game with a joystick so you're like wow that's pretty cool but while the monkey's doing the joystick thing the brain's also got some activity going on and the computer the ai is learning what up and down is on the joystick and what the what brain signals are causing up and down so then they take the joystick away and then the joystick is plugged in to a receiver that comes from the Neuralink chip in the monkey's brain and then no joke, the monkey is controlling the computer with only its brain by thinking about which way to move the puck up and down. You have to see a video of this. You just need to go on the Neuralink website. It is honestly mind-blowing. 
And to be fair, the monkey's getting a reward. The longer he plays Pong for, the more banana smoothie he gets for like playing Pong with his brain. So when you couple that with the latest developments, that Elon's saying that the brain chip has gone into a human, the next things are going to be quite, quite astounding when you have people who are not able to move their limbs, being able to control prosthetic limbs from their brain it's just crazy what could happen next. Think of all the things that could happen. People who have used to have normal lives and they're able to drive everywhere will be able to drive cars again or ride bicycles again or be able to walk. It, it really, really could be absolutely groundbreaking or it could be the path to hell. I hope that it is the groundbreaking one that really enables people who have disabilities to have an amazingly different experience of life. Loughborough University in England is experimenting with holograms in the classroom using them as a high-tech teaching school. The holographic technology allows individuals to beam in from anywhere in the world via smartphones, so you could be on Zoom or FaceTime, but in the university have this holographic box inside the lecture hall and it, it looks really amazing. It's very, very lifelike and much, much more engaging than looking at a whiteboard or... I don't know if you've ever been in a university hall where you've had to watch a lecture on Zoom. It's so boring and so dull. It, it, it can't be more dull. You're sitting there thinking, why am I here? Why am I here? I could be at home or I could be watching this at home, but I've had to come into university. It's so boring. But the hologram means that the person can use their whole body. They can walk around the classroom or they can be walking just much, much more engaging way of watching a lecture. And one of the main benefits from this is that you can have lecturers coming in from all around the world. and They don't have to fly in to do the lecture at a university. That often happens, especially at some of the top universities in the world. Some people will be thinking, wow, this is a real step forward because when I was at university, they used to wheel in a television on the wheels on the trolley, but I, I don't think that's happening anymore. This is kind of moving in step with Arizona State University, who are actually collaborating with OpenAI to work out ways to integrate artificial intelligence into their teaching curriculum, into the way that they run the university, into the way they onboard students and engage with students. It's things starting trickling to move in this direction as opposed to the other end of the spectrum where university is saying, how can we keep artificial intelligence out of our university? Arizona State is actually partnering with them and sharing information, sharing a lot of their data. I think they're having to sort of like a closed system. So then that's not going to go outside of Arizona State and OpenAI. But it's really moving in that direction. It's also another study that I looked at. It's a UK study about students who love using AI, but don't like to cheat. The percentages are something like 36% of people use AI to explain concepts. 25% use it to suggest research topics. 24% of students um, asked in this survey used it to summarise relevant articles. 13% use it in assessment after editing, so to kind of edit their articles. And only 5% use it in an assessment to actually submit. You know, so not that many people are using it to cheat the vast majority of students are using it to help them with their education and give them ideas and research stuff. So this is like a move in the right direction where people are using artificial intelligence, universities are getting down with artificial intelligence and rather than being scared of it and saying, how do we block it from our universities and our educational institutes? Lost and found has been a persistent problem in the world, probably forever. Lost luggage has been a persistent problem ever since globalization and air travel really took off like 40, 50, 60 years ago. 26 million items of luggage were lost in air travel last year. 
That is bonkers. That is eight in a thousand pieces of luggage get lost. When I say lost, they are never found again, ever. They never turn up. They don't think they've been stolen. They all just end up in these places, these warehouses, and then it all gets sold off because they just cannot identify the luggage to link it up with the person that says they've lost the luggage. Who knows why? I do not know. Nobody knows. But this company called Boomerang are going to try and change that. They've just got a couple of million in seed round funding. Drake is one of the backers, the rapper Drake. I like him, so that's kind of cool. And it's a management system that uses machine learning to organize and match lost items, offering a much faster and much more efficient solution for businesses of all different sizes. Not just airports, it's also you know football stadiums, universities, shopping malls, high schools, like and airports. It's, it's everywhere that really does this. And the way it does this, the machine learning part is, if you lose your thing, say you lose your handbag, You don't necessarily have a picture of that handbag, but you might be able to describe it in words like my handbag is black. It's got a gold thing here and it's got a zip there and it's Gucci or (laughs) whatever the brand is. Um, But the pain and one of the problems for lost luggage is that when the luggage is lost in the like shopping mall or something or the, the item is lost in the shopping mall, the people who work in there can't really be bothered to like put it in the proper place and describe it properly so that it can get linked to somebody and they don't have a system for uploading that but what all they need to do now is they have the boomerang app the personnel in the wherever it is that's found your gucci handbag they take a picture of it and the computer vision can look at the picture of the handbag it can describe it and it can link it to your text that you've described about what your louis vuitton whatever gucci handbag looks like that is really really cool And I really like this because I think this is going to change for me. I'm often losing stuff and this would be an amazing way to try and help find things. And for the one time when I hit my thousandth flight and I lose my eighth piece of luggage, I at least will feel a tiny bit more confident that AI is going to help me find that piece of luggage again. So this is really cool. I love this idea. I can't wait to lose something next and see if it will work for me. Hey everyone, I always feel like I should come up with something interesting or different rather than like, subscribe, share with your friends, blah, 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 blah. What else do podcasters say at the end of the podcast? I'll try and think of something for next week. Bye!